Father, we give you praise today because you are good and your mercy endures forever. There is none like you. You are faithful, you are kind, you are loving kind, you are merciful, you are abundant in goodness and truth. Thank you, Lord, for loving us, for choosing us, for calling us, for blessing us, for lifting us. Thank you for separating us from the world and bringing us to yourself, all because of your good and gracious purpose that you had in mind ever before the world began. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. And today, Lord, our hearts are opened to receive your word. Speak to us specifically in the name of Jesus Christ. Let everyone be transformed by the power of your word. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a shout of amen. Please, you may be seated in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Happy New Year in case we are meeting or seeing for the very first time. Happy New Year to you all in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's a year of open windows of heaven. Praise the Lord. And that means it's a year of major, colossal outpourings from heaven. Praise the Lord. Are you ready to receive this year? All right, if you're ready, let me hear you shout a ready hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. We're starting on the note of the love of God this year. <laughs> Amen. And in this case, it's a special one. It's a sustained note. Glory to God. And so we're considering the love of God. Come on, say the love of God. One of the virtues that you would ever understand and embrace in the kingdom of God that will forever transform your life is the virtue called love. Love has a self-transforming power in that it is a virtue that impacts on your life, spirit, soul, and body positively. And the Bible shows us from scriptures that love is the climax, is the height of all scriptural revelations, the love of God. Come on, say the love of God. That means if you have not come up to love in all its many-sidedness and fullness, you have not come to maturity yet. The Bible calls love the bond of perfection or perfectness. That means it is in love that we actually attain unto perfection of the Christian character, perfection of the Christian life, perfection of the Christian walk. So love is very key in that God designed for every one of us to live and walk in his love ever before the world began. That was God's plan for us. I'd like for us to start 
looking at the subject of the love of God from the book of Ephesians chapter 1. And we started reading from verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, verse 4, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him, where? In love. Now, I want you to read verse 3 and 4 together. I don't want you to read verse 3 as apart from verse 4, verse, verse 4 as apart from verse 3. I want us to read it together, and then you see God's intent, God's will in this matter. Praise the Lord. God's will in this matter. Hallelujah. It is important. Now, let's look at it together. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? It says, who hath, come on now, talk to me, who hath blessed us with how many? All spiritual blessings where? In heavenly places where? In Christ. Now, it says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Come on, say in Christ. Out loud, say in Christ. Good. Now, there is a colon there. I want you to catch something now. Now, how has he blessed us? How has he blessed us? Now, we know what he has blessed us with, and we know where he has blessed us. It's in Christ. Now, he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Now, how has he blessed us? Now, verse 4 now tells us, he says, according. Come on, say according. According as he hath chosen us, in him, that's in Christ, before the foundation of the world. That means he, he blessed us according as he had chosen us in Christ before the foundation of the world. Are we following? That we should be, come on now, we should be what? Holy and without blame before him where? In love. Come on, say in love. Okay. So this is how he's blessed us. He blessed us before the foundation of the world. Amen. He blessed us before the foundation of the world. And he actually blessed us this way. That all of us should walk in that blessing. How? All right? Being holy and without what? Blame before him. Where? In love. So all the blessings that God has blessed us with in Christ Jesus actually take effect. Come on, say take effect. Where? In Christ. How? As we walk where? In love. Come on, say in love. Praise God. I want you to see that. All the blessings that we've been blessed with, all the spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, they all are in Christ and they all are in love. That tells us that love must be the priority of the believer, the Christian, if the believer must walk in all the blessings of God in Christ Jesus. Can someone say amen to that? So this is God's design. This is God's design for us. He hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And he says, according as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. In love. In love. Now look at verse 5 quickly. 
having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ unto himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, verse 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. If you're born again here, you've been accepted in the beloved. There's a life to live in the beloved. It's a life of love. Amen? The beloved lives a life of love because the beloved knows that he's been loved by the Father, so he's the beloved. And so love comes out of him. He's a, he's a liver of love. He's a lover of others. Amen? That's who he is. The love of God. Now, what we call salvation today, what we call redemption, what we call Christianity, what we call, you know, church, what we call the move of God upon the face of the earth, what we call salvation, reaching out to people and what have you, it all began on the note of love. Come on, say love. Now, how did it all begin? It all began on the note of love. John chapter 3 and verse 16. John chapter 3 and verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, faith is useless without love. For God so loved the world first, that he what? Gave his only begotten Son. And because of that love, whosoever believeth in him. But love had to release him first. Are we together? Love gave him so we could believe in him. Without love giving Jesus to us, we could not have believed in him. Now we believe in Jesus because love gave him to us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It tells us it all began on the note of love. And for everything to continue, it must be sustained on that note of love. Praise God. Come on, say love. love. Out loud. Shout it out loud. Say love. love. One more time. Say love. love. So the love of God is not a matter that will wave aside in the body of Christ. In fact, the love of God is the matter. Are we together? Now, what's the matter in Christ? The love of God. That's the matter. No matter our spiritual development, no matter our experience and encounters that we have received in Christ, it is important for us to know that the climax, I said that earlier, of all scriptural revelations is what? Love. Come on, say love. Second Peter chapter 1 quickly. And let's start the reading from verse 5. Second Peter 1 and verse 5. It says, and beside this, giving all diligence. How much diligence? All diligence. Add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge. Verse 6, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness Brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity, that's love. And to charity, you see, there's nothing else to add to charity other than charity itself abounding. Praise God. That tells you it is the climax. 
of all scriptural revelations. It is the height and apex of Christian maturity, the love of God. Come on, say the love of God. All right. Uh, manifestation of gifts of the Spirit, all right, is good for the edification of the body of Christ. Amen. But that is not the climax of Christian maturity. The climax of Christian maturity is not giftedness. The climax of Christian maturity is charity, love. Come on, say love. If you have not attained unto it, you are still not there yet. Amen. Love. The love of God. (laughs) The love of God. And so it is important for us to understand that the subject of love in Christianity is very major. It is the matter of all matters. And so we must give attention to the love of God. If you're not walking in love the same way Jesus walked in love towards you, then you must give yourself to thoughtful consideration of your walk. Why am I walking this way? It must bother you that you're not walking in love the way you ought to walk in love. It shouldn't be something that, well, it doesn't matter. After all, God loves me. Praise God. Now, God loves you to extend the same love to others. Can someone say amen to that? All right. You are not a lake of God's love. Amen. You are a flowing stream of the love of God. That means God loves you so you can extend that same love to others. True? Uh-huh. God loves Jesus and he knows it. And then he came in that love to extend the Father's love to us so that we might extend the same love to one another. That means we share that love. Don't let the love of God end with you. Let the love of God flow through you. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Let it flow through you. Now, this is the idea or concept of walking in the love of God. First, you must understand that God loves you. Can you turn to your neighbor and say, God loves me? Now, what is proof of God's love for you? What is proof of God's love for you? John 3, 16, what is proof of God's love for us? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Has he given his only begotten son? He's proven his love for you. He loves you. Jesus is God's proof. Love, love proof. Jesus. That he came that he died, that he was raised from the dead, that he ascended up on high, that he seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercessions for us, is proof that God loves us. God has proven it. And if you want him to prove it again and again, in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, he proves it. The miracles that we receive today, all right, they are a proof of God's love for us. Amen? protection. Amen. Praise God. Salvation. The gift of the Holy Ghost. Everything came through Jesus. Everything is a proof of God's love for you. Please turn to your neighbor and say, you may not know that God loves me. (laughs) But one thing I know is that God loves me. I'm God's special child. 
Come on, turn to someone who, who can hear good preaching. Maybe that person is not hearing good preaching. Turn to that person and say, you may not know that God loves me. But I know that God loves me. I am God's special child. Say amen to that. God loves you. And he's shown it. He's manifested it that he loves you. Now, what you have to do now is to believe in that love. Amen? Believe in the love of God. Have faith in God's love. And that's what makes a difference in our lives. Praise God. That God loves us, all right, is good. But for that to impact on you positively, you have to believe in the love of God. You have to repose confidence in God's love. Now, we got saved not just because God loved us or loves us, as the case may be. You see, but we got saved because we believed in the love of God. Now, what is faith in God's love? Faith in Jesus. Because Jesus is proof of God's love to us. Amen? He's proof. He's proof. So when you believe in Jesus Christ, the gift of God's love to humanity, you got born again. If you're born again here, wave your hand, shout hallelujah. Now, if you're not yet born again, an opportunity will come. All right? God loves you, but see, the love of God will not change you until you believe in the love of God. It is faith in God's love that turns things around for you. Can someone say amen to that? Faith in the love of God. First, I mean, First John chapter 4, we read verse, from verse 16. First John chapter 4, epistle of John, the first epistle, chapter 4 and verse 16. It says, and we have known. Oh, boy. We have known. Have you known? <laughs> and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. We have known and we have believed the love that God has towards us. We have known it, we have believed it. We have believed that love, we have come to believe that love. Glory to God. Amen. Believers in love, here with you and shout hallelujah. Now, when a man believes in love, the word believe is a strong word, is a covenant word. Amen. Now, that was what you did, you know, in your wife. You reposed faith in your wife and both of you got married. If two people here agree, male and female, not male and male or female and female. And you agree together and say, we want to get married. And you tell your parents because the both of you are still under the authority of your parents. And the both of them agree to release you from the authority. Not that you go and run somewhere and get married. Except your parents are unreasonable and then they talk to them, talk to them, talk to them, beg them. All right. And then they say, no, over their dead body. All right. It is this family... Um, friend, the friend of, the son of a family friend that you must marry. And then we say, I don't do that, parents, and they insist. And then we tell them and say, look, you have authority over them, but don't forget that there's a higher authority. If you abuse your authority over your children, we engage a higher authority. <laughs> and then they say, what do you mean? that They will get married. Amen. 
both of them will get married. So if you will not agree to, to it, they will get married. So you... As, as it is very important for us to honor our parents. I don't play down on that at all. But I have seen parents who have crossed their boundaries. They have left the jurisdiction that God gave them over their children. And when you cross your boundary, you lose honor. Praise God. It's simple. So, the both of you, you come now and your parents say, wow, we, we release them and all that. You see, reception is good. It's a celebration of a new covenant that has been caught between two people. That's the reception. It's not the wedding. It is celebration. All right? Uh-huh. You may slaughter rabbit. <laughs> If that's what you can afford. <laughs> and then we enjoy the rabbit. You know, you know, rabbit meat is not common. Praise <laughs> God. <laughs> so when you eat it and say, man, this is, this is unusual. I say, yeah, it's a celebration of a new covenant. <laughs> Praise God. So you see, what people do is, they do wedding when they are done. Wedding is done in the joining. That is when faith is reposed in each other before God. Amen. And before many witnesses. Now, you don't just go and take a lady and say, let's just believe God now. Say, we agree together that we are married in Jesus' name. All right, no, no. It's not done by the prayer of agreement. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. (laughs) Don't try that. That's not revelation. That's confusion. It is done formally before God in the presence of witnesses. Maybe 10, maybe 20, maybe 30, maybe 1,000. But the, the number of witnesses does not affect the power of the covenant. Uh-huh. But there must be witnesses. Not that you both alone, no witnesses, and then you just say, we are, we are married. Praise God. I won't go beyond that, but let's talk about the love of God. Say the love of God. So what I'm saying in essence here is two persons come before God, before a priest, before witnesses, believers, and they repose faith in each other before God. They take a vow of commitment, faith. And right there and then, God stamps it and grants it, all right, as a covenant of marriage between the both of them. And almost immediately after the reception, they came from two different backgrounds. Now they can see their nakedness. And not be ashamed. They were not taking their bath together when they were growing up because they didn't grow up together. Hello. But now there's no shame. Hello. I mean, so, so what happened? What happened? All of a sudden, now there's no shame. What happened? Faith. Faith removed shame. Faith brought about a commitment between the both of them. Faith. Come on, say faith. Oh, come on. That's the power of faith. Come on, say faith. They believed in each other before God. And God said, because you have believed in each other to be married according to my word, it is so unto you. So, you see, it's no longer fornication. Amen? It's no longer adultery. You can enjoy your wife. You can enjoy your husband and not feel bad about it. 
You don't stand up and say, ha, what have we done? Have we sinned against God? No. There's a blessing on it. God says, continue. Just use wisdom. Amen. <laughs> continue. So that you don't overdo it. Just continue. Why? Because there's a blessing on it. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. You know, what happened? All of a sudden, faith in each other. Do you know faith in God's word can change, I mean, faith in God's love can change your life altogether? Faith, reposing faith in the love of God. Now, in a Christian marriage, if your wife offends you, all right, you don't drive her out of the house. Hello? Why? Because you had faith in your wife. It's a covenant. Praise God. That's, that is how faith is. Faith is a strong thing. It's not just I believe, I believe. It's a very strong matter. It's a covenant virtue. Faith. Come on, say faith. When a man says, I believe in Jesus, that means I am sold out to him. I'm not ashamed of him. He's not ashamed of me. Amen? No matter, you know, what is happening around me, any time I call on him, he answers me. Amen? And any time he calls on me, son, I need you to do this for me. I release myself. It does not matter my schedule. I, I believe in Jesus. His resources are mine. My life is his. Amen. His power belongs to me. My, my availability, everything, 100% belongs to him. I believe in him. Praise God. That's what faith is. Come on, say faith. faith. Out loud. Come on, say this thing. Say faith. faith. One more time. Say faith. faith. Now, the very moment you repose faith in God. The love of God. Amen. No matter what happens around you, no matter what people say against you, no matter what went wrong or what is going wrong or what will yet go wrong, love is the way you live. You believe in love. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Faith actually demands faithfulness. There is no faith in God that is void of faithfulness. If you are full of faith, you will be full of faithfulness. Because that's what the word faith stands for. That was why you saw in the book of Hebrews 11, some people refused deliverance. They were beheaded. They said, no, we believe in Jesus. It's not now that we now deny him. For what? Cut the head, chop it off. It's called faith. That will renounce Jesus for what? <laughs> so who are we going to confess as Lord? Who else can be? Chop the head if you want to chop the head. What do you think? It's called faith. Come on, say faith. Faith is a strong word. When you believe in love, come on, say love. The love of God. It simply means even when you are tempted... To go contrary to love, you are tempted to say words that are contrary to love. You are tempted to do things that are contrary to love. You are tempted to accommodate thoughts that are contrary to love. You still choose love. You say, Lord, your grace is sufficient for me. You are praying. My love abounds. 
you strengthen me. But I have chosen love. I've chosen Jesus. He's proof of God's love for me. I believe in the love of God. I believe in the love of God. I believe in the love of God. Can you say that under your breath? I believe in the love of God. Say it, say it, say it like you mean it. I believe in the love of God. Shout it out loud now. I believe in the love of God. Praise the Lord. That's faith in love. Now look at Romans chapter 8 very quickly and verse 28. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. He says, and we know. Come on, say we know. Now, now you remember, you remember First John, all right, uh, 4 and verse 16. And we have known and believed in the love of God. That God, the love that God hath to us. You see that? Now, Romans 8, 28, it's telling us here. It says, and we know that all things, how many things? All things work together for good to them. Come on, say them. Them that love God. Now, what is loving God? Now, when God loved us, when God loved us, what did he do? Did he cry over us? Did he weep over us? Did he rub his arms or hands around our head? Love is not a concept. Love is not a philosophy. Love is an active virtue that moves. Hello? For God so loved the world that he what? He said, ah, I I wish I could do something about your case. No, that he gave his only begotten son. That's the love of God. Amen? It is not pity. It is compassion. The love of God is not pity. It is what? Compassion. That's God's love. So God gave his only begotten son to us. Why? Because he so loved us. Now, how do we show our love for God here? Amen. It's very simple. By reposing faith in the love of God. Faith in the love of God. That means he loved you. He gave his son. And then you say, Lord, I believe in the gift of love. I believe in love. I believe in you. And then that faith in love is loving God in return. And for love to be effective, it has to be symbiotic. It has to be mutual. There must be a cycle of love. It's not just give, 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 give. And then there's nobody at the other end receiving Amen. It's give and receive. Give and receive. From this end, give, receive. All right? Give, receive. So the cycle of love goes on. Praise God. And even in marriage, that's what makes marriage work. All right? If your husband is trying to love you and love you and love you and love you and love you, all right? And then you are not opening up to love. It becomes difficult to love. Amen? It would take the grace of God to keep giving love without some, with someone around just ignoring it. Don't ignore love. Receive it. Love will heal your wounds. Love will open up your heart to God. Love will cause you to see life differently. Love will change your perspective to life. Love will bring you to a place where you are energized, ready to go, ready to fly, ready to fulfill destiny. Don't close your heart to love. Even if you have been disappointed in the past, even if 
people who have hurt you and wounded you, the people that you trusted, betrayed your trust, still, still, yield yourself to love. Because, see, love is the way. It is the way. No matter what has gone wrong in the past, don't change your mind as to love. Don't give up on love. Don't turn your back to love. Open up to love. Many of us here, we're afraid. Some of us here are afraid of love. You know why? Because, you see, what you supposed for love once upon a time turned out to be something else. And now somebody is coming with a genuine motive, really wants to love you. And then you, you just say, ah, I remember such a person. Let's remember the goodness of God. Engage your memory correctly. Ah, I remember so person. Particularly if they bear similar names. Ha! Ah, what did you say you are? Your name is Peter. Peter, I will see you again. <laughs> you just zoom off. Boom! P what? Don't even complete it. P. Praise God. Open up to love. Tap your neighbor and say, open up to love. Love will heal you. Love will restore you. Love will quench your thirst and satisfy you. Open up to love. Open up to love. Open up to love. Have you been wounded? Have you been broken? Have you been shattered? Have you been devastated? Listen, beloved. Love will heal you. That thing you are, you know, you're running away from and you just like, I don't want to do it again. I don't want to do it again. All right? You can do it again. Praise God. Do love again. Praise God. Do love again. Amen. You know, someone wrote a song one time. He says, let's, let's do love. Let's do love. Amen. And not lost now. You know what I mean. Let's do love. The love of God. Can we do some love here? Lift your hands and say, Lord, I thank you. For loving me. And turn to your neighbor and say, I love you. With the love of Christ. I mean, that's, that's, let's do love. For some people, when they hear that word, they say, I love you. They say, hey, don't love me, please. Oh. I don't want that. Somebody loved me the other day. You look at my life now. Don't love me, please. Amen. The love of Christ. Thank you, Father. Before we are done with this service, I trust the Holy Spirit to cause his love to flow through your heart. That palpable, throbbing, pulsating love of God flowing through your heart. And oh, boy. It's like you're, you're in another world and you're floating. And then nothing moves you again. You, you wonder why people don't love. And then you say, oh, come to love. You become a crusader of the love of God. You become a broker of God's love. You become an evangelist of the love of God. Evangelizing people to come to love. Why? Because you have found the love of God. You have known the love of God. And you have believed in the love of God. Believe us in the love. Wave your hand. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So how do we love God? By believing in the love of God. 
and believe. That word believe is not an empty word. You know, have you heard people say this? Just believe. There is nowhere in scriptures. I, I searched, I did a, a thorough search from Genesis to Revelation. There is nowhere in scripture where God says to believe without giving specific terms or instructions as to what he means or the Bible means about the word believe or to believe. There's nowhere. So how do we believe God for salvation? Believe Jesus. Believe in Jesus for salvation. You come and say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. Is that, is that how to believe Jesus for salvation? No. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 10, all right, and verse 8. What said it? The word is now thee, even in thy mouth, in thy heart, that is the word of faith which you preach. That if thou, come and say, if thou, shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe. Just believe. No, believe that God hath raised him from the dead. He says, thou shall be saved. Do you see believe? I just believe. Just be- believe what? Now, if somebody comes to you, just do business. Just do business. What kind of business to start with? Identify them. How do I start it? No, just do business. Just do it. You know, there are some things we say in the body of Christ. I don't know where we got them from. They actually don't have foundation in reality. And there are a lot of people who have not come to terms with reality yet. They are living in their own world apart from where reality dwells. And it's just a world of their own. Just philosophizing, engaging their thoughts and enjoying their minds and just feeling good. When they come to terms with reality, reality will say, go back, receive training. You are not fit to be here yet. Amen. And that's when people say, eh, God has disappointed them. No, nothing is working. All this Christianity thing. All right. Why? Because see, when it was time for them to kiss reality, all right, they were running away. They were kissing themselves. When you come to terms with reality, I tell you, when you greet life, you greet life as a champion. Amen. You come into manifestation as a champion. Can someone say amen to that? Come to terms with reality. You believe God. How? You believe God for salvation. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord of your life and you believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead and then salvation is the result. Glory to God. See, believing in love It's not an empty word. Abraham believed God. How? God spoke to him and God said to Abraham, your seed shall be as the stars of heaven and as the sand upon the seashore. All right? And Abraham believed God concerning that. Praise God. And then his response thereafter showed that he believed God. Who against hope? Believed in hope. If you see the account of Abraham's faith in Romans chapter 14, 4, 4 and verse 17 down to 21. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations as it was said unto him, so shall thy seed be. The Bible says he did not consider his body at that time dead, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now, you see, he, he was in faith and because he was in faith, you can, you can see his action. 
when God spoke to Abraham to leave his country and his fatherland to a place that God was going to show him, the Bible tells us that and Abraham what? Departed. You can see faith with corresponding action. There is no vague and vain faith. Faith is not in the psyche of men where they philosophize with thoughts and all that. It's a thing of the heart. And when a man believes God, he moves. I said, when a man believes God, he moves. Why? Because faith moves you. It moves you, man. It does. So faith in the love of God. Faith in the love of God is being moved by the love of God. He's taking steps in the love of God. He's doing things in the love of God. He's being guided by the love of God. He's being motivated by the love of God. He's being governed by the love of God. That's faith in the love of God. You are ruled by the love of God. When thoughts that are contrary to love come to your mind, you don't accommodate them because you don't believe in hatred. You believe in love. Can someone say amen to that? For example, if someone comes to you and says, you want some money? And you say, yes, I want some money. Can you bow to that stone there? And then you'll be a millionaire. Now, because you believe in Jesus, will you do that? You see, you see, you see faith. You just say, well, I can do it at, at least. I see believe in God. Uh, you see, those things don't go together. Do, do you understand what I'm saying here? Faith does not work that way. Faith is an absolute conviction that is rooted in your heart. It's rooted. So you tell the person, you say, well, <laughs> that's not the kind of money I'm looking for. Thank you very much. It's not like you're considering it. Should I? Should I not? What if I do it and get the money and repent? <laughs> and then go back to church and begin to fast and pray. And then bring my tithe. I will carry it to, it to church with Ghana must go. To Ghana must go. bring my tithe to the Lord. <laughs> Wouldn't the Lord have mercy on me? Amen. That's not faith. There is no man here, married man here, who has not been tempted once upon a time by other things, maybe other ladies, or thoughts came to your mind, maybe thoughts, not something serious. For some, something very serious. And you don't say, well, I, uh, I'm married to my wife, but you see, we can still arrange, you know. We just arrange and, you know. God understands that. Kidding <laughs> you, easy. God knows. We just arrange, and then when we just arrange, and you know, um, for a young man, there's this drive. You know, it's it's God that put it there. <laughs> he must show us ways to satisfy. My wife is not cooperative. Now, the woman is dull. She's not sharp. But there's this sharp lady. I mean, sharp. If I do like this, like bam, she understands. If I do like this, she vibrates. But my wife is like kite. You jack, you kite jack, jack like this. <laughs> After two days, she's now responding, what do you want? <laughs> so, you see, God, God sees my heart. God sees my heart. I'm a sincere person, sincerely. I'm a very sincere person. And, and when sincere people come to God, God, God will always have mercy upon them. All right? So, and I, I don't want any breakage. So that's why I tell those ladies, no pregnancy, 
you know, I love my wife. I love my that, that one thing. I love my wife. I love my. I believe in my wife. We're in the marriage covenant together, and I don't want anything to soil our marriage. But you see, you see, life, eh? <laughs> so you're now wondering, what are you saying? What are you saying? Amen. Faith says, I love my wife. I believe in my wife. Because it's a covenant thing. That was what you reposed in your wife. And then both of you were married before the Lord and witnesses. Are we together? Now, faith says, you run away from that. Praise the Lord. Why? Because it is contrary to what you believe. See, if belief is not a casual word that I believe, I just believe. I just believe. What is that? Believe is a strong covenant word. Believe. I believe in God. Man, it's not a small thing. I believe in God. I, I was in an exam. The thing wasn't flowing. There was a guy beside me, all right, was asking me, and he was showing me something. He said, can you write? I was just smiling. I said, you don't know. <laughs> I can't even look in that direction. Right from where? I would rather fail gloriously. <laughs> I mean, uh, honorably. <laughs> Down to see. I believe in God. You understand what I mean? And I, I just moved on as I won't do such things by the grace of God. I will not. That is not faith in God. Faith makes you one with the person you have reposed it in. It makes you one with the person. If God won't do it, you won't do it. It's a strong word. And so the guy says, Sorry. I hope I have not offended you. I said, no, it's just, it's just you being you. And I'm just being myself. I'm being me. Praise God. All right? And then I closed my eyes. It wasn't just flowing. The thing just, I mean, I don't know what happened. It was as though the thing just, nothing was coming. And I'm, ah, what is this? So I just kept quiet, praying under my tongues. And the thing came back again. I said, okay. So I started writing. Do you know I passed the exam? I scored an A. Righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach to any person, tied to or no tied to. Bishopric or no bishopric. Sin is a reproach. When you believe in God, that faith moves you. I believe in Jesus. I learned that Peter, all right, was crucified upside down. They wanted to crucify him the normal way. He said, no, I won't be crucified the same way my Lord was crucified. If you don't mind, can you do it upside down? Amen. But nails, faith is stronger in power than, than the enticement of sin. Faith is a strong thing. Hallelujah. It's a strong thing. So you see, when we say believe, 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 it's not just a vague, vain, empty word. It's just believe, just believe. No, we believe in God. And mm-mm. Faith is that I have reposed confidence in God. Everything that I am is in him. Everything that he is is in me. We are one now. Amen. And listen, beloved, if you had come before I reposed faith in him, you would have had your way with me. But you came late. Sorry. It's too late now. 
if by his grace I've come this far, the same grace who has brought me this far will take me to the finish line. Amen. That's the grace of God. And the very moment there's absolute conviction in your heart, grace will back it up. Strength will come to strengthen and establish that conviction because that conviction is founded on the rock of ages. Did you hear that? Rock of ages. That is not subject to weathering. Not subject to weathering. Mm -mm. No weather condition can affect the rock of ages. It's not a rock that, you know, be peeling off gradually. No. It's a rock of ages. All right? In the beginning, that rock was there. It's still there. And it's not moving. And our faith is anchored on the rock of ages. Oh, hallelujah. Faith in the love of God. Pastor, this person hurt me so badly. Yes, I know. You have emotions. Yes, I know. But you just believe in love. You don't understand, Pastor. Let me explain. After your explanation, do you believe in love? You don't understand, sir. He shot an arrow into my soul. Pastor. This was 15 years ago. The way you're talking about it is like it's still fresh. He wounded me, Pastor. And you said I should forgive just like that. Pastor, are you human? The grace of God is sufficient for us. Faith in love. Say, Lord, I am affected. Yes. It is painful. Yes. But I believe in love. I believe in love. You are my help. You are my strength. And you see, the floods of grace will come. And then you forgive like it did not happen. So where did you get that strength from? You. I said, grace. I just made up my mind by grace that love is the way. No matter what. I believe in the love of God. That's faith in love. We have known and believed. The love that God has to us, that God is love. God is love. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Are we together? Thank you, sir. Praise the Lord. Come on, give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. That's faith in the love of God. That's faith in the love of God. Amen. And then the Bible tells us very clearly, back to Romans 8 and verse 28 quickly. He says, and we know, oh, we know that how many things, come on church, out loud please. Say it out loud, please. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. You know what that means now? To them that believe in the love of God. That excellent path of love, as we tread that path continually, temptations will come to want to push us away from that path and lay us out of it. All right? But by that same grace, that brought us into that path. 
we are sustained. But we must keep our gaze on Jesus. We must keep our gaze on the love of God. Looking on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith in love. Who for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross, despising the shame. Now he sat down at the right hand of the Father of majesty on high. Amen. Did you see that? What have you done in the past few days that showed disbelief or unbelief or doubt in the love of God? You can repent now. Change your mind. Lord, I'm sorry I did that. I said that. I'm sorry. I believe in your love. I trust in you to walk me through the path of love. Walk me through it. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. You can walk me through this path. I believe in your love. I believe in your love. Thank you for helping me. And then you're taking steps. If somebody offended you, and all of a sudden your mind is now cooking up a conspiracy against the person. Amen. And then you're thinking and organizing in your mind the disaster that will befall the person. Is he accident or the roof coming down on top of his head? Or he goes to the toilet and he sleeps and breaks his head? Why? Very moment that thought comes to your mind. Amen. You say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I reject that. I believe in love. And then you start praying in tongues. Praise God. You see, love, love. Come on, say love. Say it again. Say love. Stay within the confines of love. Keep yourself in the love of God. Stay within the confines of love. That's where your destiny can happen. Your destiny can happen outside the confines or circumference of love. Your destiny can only happen and play out according to God's will for your life when you are within the confines of love. Nobody fulfills destiny outside love because God planned for us to be blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ according as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blemish before him. Where? In love. So your destiny was planned out to play out in love. I mean, that's a good, good word. Speak it to anybody. Your destiny was planned out to play out in love. Turn to someone and say, your destiny was planned out to play out in love. Say in love. Say in love. Say in love. Hatred is dangerous ground. Don't stand there. It's no man's land. It's dangerous. Get back to love. Get back to the love of God. Get back to the love of God. Can someone say amen to that? Get back to the love of God. Get back to the love of God. Your energy will come back. Your strength will come back. Your passion will come back. Your ingenuity, creativity your proactiveness will come back. Your grace will be restored. Your calling will come back. Your bite will come back when you turn to love. Amen. You have no business with hatred. You have no business with gossiping. Don't do that. 
You have no business with talking people down. Don't do that. You have no business with judging people. Don't do that. Amen. You have every business with love. Amen. Commit to love. Commit to love. That's faith in love. Can somebody say amen to that? Between husbands and wives, as the case may be, make sure that love is your drive. Prioritize love. Don't make room for the wicked one to have a say in your family. Don't give the devil any place. Give him no place. Amen? The Bible says we should endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. So it takes endeavoring. It doesn't happen just like that. It's not an automatic thing. Amen? Your wife may say some things that, you know, darling, you know, a soft answer. The Bible says, turn it away wrath. Yeah. And say, who moved this cup from the table? What do you mean by that? <laughs> Excuse me here. I'm the husband in this house. So <clears throat> do you need a megaphone to announce it all over? Have you forgotten you are the husband? Amen. Do you need to be reminded? Why not go to the closet there and make confession? I'm the husband in this house. <laughs> <laughs> So that I can sink in. Uh-uh. Husbandy. The word husband is from husbandry. And how does a husband show that he's a husband? Husbandry. Husbandry. You nurture your wife. Uh-huh. That's husband. You are not the oppressor in the house, you are the husband. You're not a lion of the tribe of that house. <laughs> you are the husband. Stop roaring and terrifying your wife. Use that strength in prayer. Be, be ferocious in prayer. I say, what's happening? I'm praying, man. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Channel that strength in intercession. Should I give you intercessory points? Man. Don't oppress her. Okay, who, moved the, who moved the cup then? Oh, darling, I, I did. I just felt it wasn't, you know, well placed there. All right. No, don't move my things now. You know, I don't like people moving my things. You know, I'm not one of those people, you know. I'm your husband. Something will happen at that point. That will translate into another thing. I won't say more than that. <laughs> it's called love. Come on, say love. When your heart is soaked and overwhelmed in the love of God, your words will reflect love. You don't have to shout all the time. Amen. Just make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That's all. Make a joyful noise. Not an angry noise. Amen. It's the love of God. Let love move you. Surrender to love. Let it move you. And I tell you, there are people here, just by making that slight adjustment, do you know, to catch a frequency, sir, you don't need to make a major adjustment. 
you know, there's what is called tuning, and there's another thing called fine tuning. Now, tuning is you are there, all right? But, you know, that range of frequency, <clears throat> excuse me, that range of frequency, all right, has different levels of accuracy or precision. <clears throat> so you are at the range of frequency or within that range. But you need to fine-tune it. And in fine-tuning, you don't turn too, too much. You just do it gradually. And when you fine-tune and then you get to that perfect frequency, you hear clearly, you see clearly. When you get to the range of love, start fine-tuning. When you fine-tune and hit the, the exact frequency, boy. God just spoke to me now before I started saying that. He said, there's somebody here. Money, money will become something that, who puts that money there? All right, no, take that money, put it, put it in the wardrobe. Take that one to the bank. Amen. As in money is like almost everywhere. What people call serious money will become change, change to you. You know, there was a man, one of those who helped him at work, a boss, he wanted to appreciate him. He said, where's your wife? He said, my wife says, okay, well, um, can you just go to Dubai this weekend and just go and cool off? Amen. And give him five million naira. He said, sorry, it is small. I am coming. I am coming. So if five million naira is I'm coming, <laughs> please arrive very quickly. Please <laughs> come quick, come quickly. Come, come, come. Don't don't tarry. Amen. Why? Because you see, the man has hit the frequency of love. Is that's your jackpot? When you hit the frequency of love, I tell you, it's a gusher. And boom, everything changes. Prayer is no longer a burden. You know, some people speak in tongues like, you know, they're cracking stones. And then they look at the time. Huh? It was just two minutes ago. <laughs> and I'm yawning like this. Oh, God. This tongue to itself. Okay, let me just try and do 10 minutes. And God says, Mm-mm, you don't have to struggle. Hit the frequency. When you hit the frequency of Los Inamondoris, you will even sing. You sing in the spring. And then you look at that. Ah, three hours. Can you imagine? Faith in God, faith in love will swallow up your ego. Ego. The reason some people don't say sorry is because of ego. Now, this is, they're they are staging a reconciliation now. You know you offended me. And I said, what did I do? In fact, you cost everything. Now, listen, if you are staging a reconciliation, just come and say, you know, let's, let's let the whole thing go. 
Amen. You know, I would have been a very holy man of God if not for my wife. I'm, I'm, you know, I would have been a holy man. Because from my childhood, I have been very decent. Ask my mother. Even my grandmother knows. I don't, I don't cause trouble. <laughs> but when I got married to this woman, <laughs> well, they said we should forgive each other. They said so. So who said so? Are you convinced? They said so. Do you believe in love? Say it. Say, I believe in the love of God. Love, faith and love will eat up your ego. What is there in saying sorry? You are not an African. You are a Christian. I'm an African. I'm a typical African man. All right? And then you now quote it. You say, I'm from a particular part of Nigeria. I won't mention now. There, we don't, we don't take nonsense. What, what do you mean? Tell me nonsense. I married you. You, do, you did not marry me. I went to your father's house. I married you. I paid your doubt. You know what are you telling me? You know what I went through to marry you? Let it go. Let the love of God motivate you. Can somebody say amen to that? Amen. Give into love. You can never run at a loss. Give into love. Surrender. Give in. I love. Okay, I give in. Praise God. And we know that all things, how many things? Work together for the good of those that love God. They hated Joseph, all right, but he was in love. Did he work together in his favor? I mean, all things. And someone says, well, it's not just bad things, all right? The Bible says all things. Read in context, it says all things. Come on, say all things. All things. Either people hate you or people love you, whatever it is they do, amen. So long you are in love, it's in your favor. Because there's nothing that can be done against the truth, but for the truth. You, you are not doing anything against the truth. If you think you are doing anything against the truth, you're actually doing it for the truth. All right? Why they say, he did this, your fame is spreading. And then they hear, well, the man who did is it true? I'm even going to the church to see whether it's true. And then they come to the church. And then they hear him speak. This thing can't be true. See the glory of God on him. I've even changed my mind. This is church I'll be attending from my spot. <laughs> and then things are happening. It's called love. Stay in love. And let love be your stay. Stay in love and let love be your what? Stay. Glory to God. I believe we've had enough this morning. Stand to your feet and shout hallelujah. Stand to your feet and shout hallelujah. Stand to your feet and shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Lift up your two hands now and begin to speak words to the Lord. and Say, Father, I thank you for your goodness and your loving kindness. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you. I thank you. Go ahead and give thanks. Go ahead and give thanks.